what kind of food he's going to eat, what, what, what's going to be his bedtime, and when he's going to take a shower. I have the powers to pull him to do something at a time that I want. So we say that you cannot control your child. This is a lie. Then I answer my Fanny's answer. The old field, the old section that you really can control is the external side of the things. I mean, you really can control your child, but you can control, you can rule his body, his physically field, not his spirit. I mean, you're able to decide, I want you, dear Yossi, I want you to wake up in the morning at 6.30. Okay, so you can rule his body. I mean, his body will not be laying on the bed after 6.30. That's right. But not more than that. You can rule his body. When you tell to your child... If you wouldn't say the Beracha, I'm not going to give you the chocolate. And then he say, okay, I will say the Beracha. And then he say, Baruch Hatash You actually control his external behavior. You control his lips, his tongue, his teeth. But not more than that. You cannot control his heart. Now when he says the Beracha, when he says the Beracha, he hates the Beracha. He hates the behavior. Why? Because you forced him. You go against him. And we always say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Adam HaRishon, created the old human being by one mainly basic power which called Koach HaBechira. It means the power of making choice. I have the ability to make my choice. And any other power which tries to be involved in my decision, I actually automatically reject it. Because this is the system that Hashem actually built the personality of the human being. I don't want anyone to decide for me, I would like to make my decisions. And if you force me to say the Beracha, if you force me to eat some food, certain food, that's great. You just can control my body. But you're not controlling my spirit. You're not controlling my will. And that's what we have to remember. Please, dear parents, sometimes we're actually cheating ourselves. We think that if we install some surveillance camps around our children, and if we have a hidden recording devices under the table, under his bed, in his bag, then we can ensure his education. This is a whole big lie. This is a no-nonsense. Education doesn't mean 
to be a detective. Education doesn't mean to follow your child. No, not at all. Education means try to influence his mind. The only power, the only tool you have to influence your child's mind is stimulation. When you stimulate your child to behave as well, he has the cheshek, he has the desire to do that. When someone feels very good with his deeds, then he has the cheshek to keep on with it, to go on with it. He wants it because he feels he enjoys it. And it's very important to remember that even if you think that your child actually behaves well and whatever you told him, he actually follow your orders. But the main question you have to ask yourself, am I convinced that my child also internalized the values I'm trying to pass to him or not? If you're not sure you are in a great problem. If you're not sure of that, you are in problem. So, if we want our child, we want the values to become an integral part of his personality, as I said, we have to stimulate him. We have to stimulate him to keep on with his uh, with these uh, values. Now, let's go back to the field of eating junk food. Or, you want to keep uh, 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 a habit of healthy food in your home. That's fine. But first of all, you have to remember what is the way I'm going to achieve this achievement. How can I get this destination? How can I not just force my child to eat healthy health food, I also want him to internalize the importance of eating healthy food. That's the key question. How can I get that? And the answer is very simple. First of all, in my opinion, to make it total prohibited all over the candies, it's not so smart move. You know why? Because the hashtag, the desire, the powers to go on with something also has to be the feeling that I can do the other option. I can pick up the other option whenever I want. Chazal called it sheyesh adam pat besalo. You know what that means? That means that if someone has a basket and in the basket, he has a bread. So 
so even if in that specific day he had no chance to eat something because he was very busy, but he still doesn't feel so hungry. You know why? Because he always remembers, look, I have a whole bread in my basket. So whenever I want, I can just sit aside, open the basket, and start eating. I have my food in my basket, so I stay calm. But if someone take it from me, then I suddenly feel, oh, I have to eat something. Look at yourself, how many days you had in this year that you didn't have a minute to, to put some food into your mouth. But what actually is going on when we have a day of Tzom in Asarabetevet that it's actually forbidden, prohibited to eat something, then we feel just in 10 a.m. in the morning, even the radio show of our Allah didn't start yet, and we feel so hungry. I must eat something. At least a cup of coffee, I need it. Why you feel so desired? Why you so need it? You know why? Because in your mind, you know, today, even if I want, I haven't. I haven't. It's prohibited. I can't eat anything. The very fact that I know that I couldn't eat something today, the very fact is actually making me more in desire to eat something. And we have to remember that. We have to remember that. So basically, your child has to know and to internalize. If I have a great cheshek, a great desire to eat a candy or a snack, my parents going to give it to me. The very fact that he knows that already make him calm. Already make him calm. And it's very, very important to remember that. Now, if we have the basic condition that our child is calm, and when he sees one of his friends bring a, a great candy to the class, and he's stimulating by that, and that, in a certain way, he actually comes home and he says, Mommy, I saw a candy. I so want it. Okay, you can take it. If we know how to use it to give him the knowledge, the understanding in his subconscious that when he really wants something, he's going to get it, it makes him calm. Now, in the other hand, if I want my child to internalize the importance of keeping a healthy food, now I have to stimulate him. And stimulate him, it's not so simple, 
in that specific field. Be'ezat Hashem, the next part of our radio show will be how we can stimulate our child to keep eating healthy food and to under to really understand why it's so important to him so he will keep it even when he's going to be adult. So stay with us, and let me to, uh, meanwhile, that Iran, Bezat Hashem, uh, preparing uh, a great song for you, dear listeners, uh, let me to remind you uh, phone numbers. If you want to call in, our phone number is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. And you can use the text messages, wonderful way uh, to contact us, and we already received a few. Um, you can keep and send us your questions or your comments uh, by text messages via 347 I repeat, that's 347-927-8398 for text messages. Now we're going to a small musical musical break. Right uh, right after that, Bezat Hashem, we will... um, explain uh, how to stimulate uh, to stimulate our children to keeping a uh, healthy food also i would like to remember you that if you are members of our whatsapp group um, so uh, you have a priority to your questions so keep listening and if you join if you want to join our parenting group uh, you can contact mrs gila and she will add you to the new second part of uh, uh, the parenting group that we have. Uh, her phone number is um, 347-475-5353. I repeat, if you want to join the WhatsApp group of us, 347 uh, let your friends know about that, and let them know that you can also listen to our radio show via my website. It's Abraham dash dash in the middle dot com. You click the U.S. flag, and then you go on uh, my English website. Now, the Zatoshem Iran will play something for us, and stay with us. We'll be right back with you.
קמים בבוקר עוד השמש לא חיכה לי עננים רק מביא על היום שעוד לא בא לי עכשיו אני רואה את שואל מתי כל זה נגמר ועם כל זה חושב אני מתי יבוא מחר בתפילה Hi the listeners, we're here back with you. You're listening to Hararet Anolad with me, Abraham Barzilai, and this is live broadcast. Today is February 11, 2015, and before we continue with our radio show, uh, let's take a few of your questions. Uh, the first question, we received it via our WhatsApp group. I have a question. My four-year-old son has a tendency to take things from school or various places that we go to and steal it. When I ask him where he gets it from, he tells me, my friends gave it to me, or I just found it in the house. How do I address this issue? Well, great question and great simple answer. You know, 
most of difficult uh, in education, it's just a misunderstanding. Because we used to look at the world by our perspective. And when I'm talking about our perspective, I'm talking about adults' perspective. But the whole point of education, of relationship with anyone in the world is you have to be smart and you have to try to get out from your personality and getting into your child's personality and look and think how he gets the things. This is very, very important. How he, what is his perspective on the things. You know, the Rabbi Dessler has a whole chapter dealing with uh, relationship systems, how it works, how it goes. And the basic things that he actually teaching us is when he talking about he says you don't need to put so many efforts. You don't need so many strengths just to 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 make a a a to making kaf zechus to your friend. No, you just have to do one simple thing. What do you have to do? You have to close your eyes. And just think about your friends, how he sees the things. Even if I disagree with him, and I probably disagree with his behavior, but just try to understand him, to understand his mistake, where it came from, why it came, what is his thought process. When you just thinking about it, the Rabbi Dester explaining us, when you just think about it, you will see that it's getting easier and easier to do to you to make kafzechus, to make a betzedek tishpot amitecha. Now, in our topic, it's the same things. When you look at your child, first of all, close your eyes for a second and try to think what actually was the trigger to the misbehavior of my child. When you see your child pouring the cereal with the milk, and he pours a huge amount that, you know, uh, 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 the whole family can't eat it, before you yell at him, before you hit him, just close your eyes for a second and activate your mind. Why, my child? What does he think? Of course, obviously, I uh, uh, disagree with his, with his behavior. That's great. That's fine. But at least I'm trying to understand what was the causes that brought him to that conclusion that he has to do something like this. And if you have more strength and more patience, sit next to him and ask him.
tell me, my dear son, do you really think this is the amount actually for you? Are you going to eat it all? Maybe he says yes. Now ask him, do you really mean it? you want to try it once? Training him, training him. He'll say, yes, I'm going to eat it all. Okay, let's see. Now he's going to eat half of this amount, maybe less. Then tell him, look how much you left. That's why. Then he'd probably say, okay, so I can't eat it. So let's remember for the next time when you're pouring the cereal, you have to pour, you have to pour half of this amount, right? For the next day, keep following him. And if he does it again, remind him, do you remember how much cereal you just throw to the garbage just because you poured too many? Now I want you to be careful of that. Training him. Don't be angry with him. The anger will not lead us to any destination, believe me. So, that's right. I have to stop myself. I have to stop my instincts. It's not so simple for us. That's right. I know. But this is the only way if you want to manage your house as well. Because the halachot of Ben Adam Lachavero also exist and especially exist the relationship between us and our children. So first of all, the Tzedek Tishpot Amitecha, it means close your eyes and let yourself think what is my child's perspective. And if you ask him, are you going to eat it all? Maybe you will be surprised. Maybe he say, oh no, I, I didn't notice what I'm doing. I just thought about something else and I just poured it and, and, and I really apologize of it. Maybe he will surprise you. Believe me, in many, many cases, kids can surprise us. Give them the chance. Just try to getting into their perspective. Believe me, it works. And it works very good. So when you your question actually is about your child stealing things. I want you to know what is your child's perspective. First of all, you can erase the word steal from your lexicon. And I'll tell you why. Because we as adults have very clear uh, uh, distinction between things that belong to us to things that not belong to us. It belongs to our friends. Let's try to remember. You're talking about four years old. He doesn't really know, and he doesn't really understand what is the distinction, where is the limitation between things there actually belong to me or to my friends. Do you know the common effect of, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine? 
he goes to his friend's house, and his friend's actually sharing his toys with him, and suddenly he takes something, and he complains, hey, it's mine, it's mine. And his very smart mother starts to explain him, no, it's not yours, you are just a guest here, it's belong to your friends, parents, or to your friends. What are you doing? You try to put your perspective, 30 years old perspective to 40 years old perspective, what is the chances it's going to work? No way. No way. So when your child takes things and you descriptive that he has a tendency to take things. It is not a tendency. This is a very natural behavior by this age of four years old when he's stealing things, as you called it, stealing. But it's not stealing. The only way to learn, the only way to your child to learn the real distinction the real limitation between things that belong to me to things that belong to my friends, it's by stealing things. When I cross the lines, then, because of the reaction, the response of my parents, my society, my environment, it's the way I learn that it not belongs to me. I mean, each one of us had a few stealings when he was young. This is a natural process of the child's development. Let me to give you one example just to demonstrate the things. Let's say that, my, that I'm four or five years old and my parents told me, do not cross the road until I have the sign of walking uh, man on the light, on the traffic light. And if I see the stop symbol, I have to stop. Well, I actually getting this knowledge by my brain, by my uh, logical perception. But it's not enough. It's not completely, deeply understanding. But if someone, I'm going to forget this rule, and I put my feet on the road, and suddenly car will cross just near to me, and then I will be very scared, and I pull myself back, then I can say, now it's getting into my sense. Now I fully understand that when there, the traffic light says do not pass, I have to follow it. Because I tasted the dangers. So, obviously we're not going to make it lechapchile, but we have to be aware that only when I did something wrong, that's 
the way to internalize the importantness of this matter. Now, uh, I guess that one of you, dear listeners, actually <laughs> wondering what he's talking about. So he wants me to push him to the road? No, not at all. But I will, I will give you the source of it from Chazal. Chazal says, Ain Adam Omed al Torah, Ella imken nishal bahem. In Hebrew, it's, in English, it means nobody can really understand a certain Torah thing, but just if he actually failed at this matter, now he fully understands the importance of it. I mean, you can learn about Shemirat Shabbat. You can learn about don't touch in Mukta in Shabbat. You can learn a lot. But you're not deeply understanding. It's not completely full understanding. You know when you can be sure that you really full understand it? When you chas shalom in shogeg, on purpose, you actually failed at this sin. Because that you feel the pain. Oh, I crossed the lines. What have I done? Now you internalize the importance of the rule of Hashem. Now you can say, I fully understand that halacha. The same way it works in our personality. The only way to my child to really understand that there is a limitation between things belong to me to things belong to my friends, there is limitation. I am not allowed to touch that. I'm not allowed to take it. The only way is by stealing here and there. And then when he sees the reaction of his society, it might be his parents. Oh, what have you done? It's not us. We have to keep it and we have to bring it back. Bring it, bring it back to your friends. Don't start to ask him, where did you get it from? Why you ask this question? You already know where he did he get it from. Or anyway, at least you know it's not belong to him. Why you make him Avera Avera? Now you ask him some question to, to fail him in another sin that he's going to lie to you. You just have to take it and tell him, it's not belong to you, we have to bring it back to who it's belonged to. That's it. Then, he will learn, this is not mine. But always remember, the only way to learn it is by across the lines. Now, the listeners... I think this question was a great example to explain the differences between our perspective to our children's perspective. But you know what is the worsen point in this story? The worsen point in this story is that we start to suspect our child 
And some parents even say, you know, next time I'm going to check your bag every day. I want to make sure it didn't steal anything. Or they might get a great book dealing with kids don't stealing. I I not really know if there is a, a book with that name. I have no meaning to any book. Just for the example. And you see it next to his bed, and you're reading him a story, how much is worse and how much is worse and bad to steal. You know what are you doing right now? Your child actually start to internalize that he really a thief. You know why? Because the parents are the mirror of the child's personality. He doesn't know how to recognize himself. He doesn't really know how to percept himself. The only way to percept himself, to develop his self-image, is by his parents' perspective. When he sees that his parents actually give him a, a, a attention of a thief, they used to talk with him about stealing things, to warning him from stealing things, to read him uh, Sepharim of Musar, then we actually make the problem deeper and deeper. Because the real problem is that our son actually starts to believe us and he starts to internalize, I have a defect. I born with a defect. I was born with a defect that I am a thief. He starts to define himself, to himself, that he is a thief. That's why his parents always check his bag. His parents always ask him questions of suspicion. That's why they're doing it. You know how worse it is? Believe me. Be, be aware that it's very dangerous. Because attention of suspicion by parents actually creating a thief kid or liar kid or coward kid. Just speak pick up any topic you want, any field you want. When you start to manage with your son in a way of suspicion, you actually creating by your hands the very effect that you so try to avoid from him. And it's very, very, very painful because you see so cute kids, and they say, and they so convinced that they are guilty. One of them thinks that he is a thief. The other thinks that he is a liar. The third thinks, the third guy actually thinks about himself that he he is lazy, just because of our words. You know, I have to tell you something, but right after I tell it. I have to escape.
escape to a break musical break because I don't want you to push me out of the studio. I will tell you what is it. Iran, be prepared to play some music because when I say that, I have to escape the studio. I'll tell you what is it. Many parents think that Sipurate Sadikim, stories of Sadikim, giving very, very uh, great benefits to their children. And I say, no, no, no. Probably not by the way that most of parents actually doing it. And I tell you why. Let's say that I'm sitting next to my child on his bed, and I read him a story of Tzadikim. And then I say, how this great rabbi, when he was a kid, he had so many difficult, so many hard times, and he was suffering from sickness, and his his parents actually died when he was so young. Yeah, right, because uh, in general, the old stories of the Tzadikim must be starting with the suffering, right? So how much he saw he was suffering, and his brain was so no brilliant at all, and he has many, many difficulties. And then suddenly he starts to be a great tzaddik, and he became so famous, and he he gave a lot of berachot, and everything was just fine. In look, we're talking about the same point. In our perspective, we feel that we actually expressing our feeling about this tzaddik, that to be tzaddik is so important, to be tzaddik is so great. But I told you the point is, look what is your child perspective. When he heard about some of the tzaddikim, that he was studying all over the day and all over the night, and he was uh, struggling with so many difficulties, what he says to himself, Look at my parent. How he exciting. How he excited. To talking about this great tzaddik. He actually considering that certain tzaddik to a tzaddik. But me, little Yossi, I don't even do 1% of what that tzaddik do. So what is the chance? I have a chance to do something. I have no power to be like Hazanish. I have no power to be like Hafez Chaim. I have no power to be great Tzadik. And my parents always appreciate the great Tzadikim they was learn all over the night, hiding in a small shul in the neighborhood, and their parents look for them and suddenly, uh, in the late hour of the morning, they found him sleeping on his Gemara in a hiding corner in a shul when he was 10 years old. So he's the tzaddik, not me. 
my mother has tears in her eyes when she's talking about the great Chazanish, the great Hafez Chaim. But you, Yossi, <laughs> look at yourself. Now around, let's running away to a small musical break, and in case you stay with us, the phone number for text messages, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. If you want to join uh, our WhatsApp group, uh, you can contact uh, Gila, the phone number 347-475-5353. We're going to a small, we're escaping to a small musical break. And Be'ezrat Hashem, if you will keep listening to us, we'll be right back with you. Bakasha.
התוכנית בנושא חינוך ילדים, עצות מעשיות להורים, יכולות הילד מול החברה. הרבה פעמים אבא אומר לבן משפט, אתה רואה? אתה יכול, רק אתה לא רוצה. אין לי ספק שאתה יכול, אבל אתה לא רוצה. איזה מין משפט זה? יש ילד בעולם שבאמת לא רוצה להתקדם? השגת יעד עם מילות עידוד. כאשר אנחנו מגיעים לנושא הזה של עידוד, של מילים טובות, פתאום אתה מגלה שמתקמצנים על המילים, לא מוכנים לתת אותה. התמודדות ההורים מול בעיות חינוך. הרבה פעמים מלווה אותנו המבוגרים איזושהי הרגשת תסכול. אני לא עשיתי עם עצמי משהו, אני לא ניצלתי את החיים שלי כמו שצריך, אבל אני משקיע את כל המשאבים בבן שלי. להוציא ממנו את מה שאני לא הוצאתי מעצמי. כיצד להשקיע נכון בחינוך? כמה לפנק ולהעניק? אני נפגש עם מורים שמהבחינה הגשמית מוכנים לתת לילד את הכל. קונים לו מה שהוא רוצה, מפנקים אותו, נותנים לו הכל. מתי ואיך להעניש? ואז אנחנו נוטים לזהות בילדים דברים לא טובים, והתכונות הלא טובות שאנחנו מזהים בילדים, אלו התכונות שאנחנו חושדים שקיימים בנו. על הכל סביב החינוך, בתוכנית הרועה את הנולד, עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. מרצה בכיר בנושא חינוך ילדים וייעוץ להורים. אנחנו, ההורים, רואים בילדים שלנו בעצם את דור ההמשך. אני רואה את הבן שלי, אני רואה את עצמי בקטן. הרואה את הנולד, יום רביעי, חמש בערב. He was a great tzaddik, a great rabbi, 
it's not a big deal to him to get to getting that prey. But for you, Yossi, that you are just seven years old, and you was uh, worth to get playing outside with your friends. But no, you stood next to me, and you say the old tefillah. And then kiss him and tell him, you are my private Hatam Sofer. You are my own Hatam Sofer. For me, you are the Hatam Sofer of the house. Now, by his eyes, he is the important here in the story. He is the hero of the story, not the Hatam Sofer. We all know the Hatam Sofer was a great tzaddik. So what if you tell it to your child? You think it's going to make him, encourage him? It will make him to do his best? No. But if in the end of the story you say, you are my child, for me, you are the Khatam Sofer of this generation. Oh. Now you stimulate him. Do you remember the principle of stimulation? You remember that? Then use it. The only way to influence others' mind is by stimulating him. On this principle, actually, the old advertisements actually working by this concept of stimulation. Nobody can tell you. You know, if you buy a Rolex watch, watch, you will be, uh, it will be, the, you, you will be able to know the exact time in anywhere, in any condition. Nobody talks about that. They just post a large picture of a businessman, very important, with a, uh, uh, high buildings in the background. And that's it. And he wearing this watch, and people running to buy it. You know why? Because the picture, the old job of the picture of advertisement is to stimulate us. Not talking to our logical, just talking to our sense, to our imagination. Stimulation, that's it. So use the concept of stimulation then you feel like a miracle. When you tell your child, you make him to feel proud, then you do real educationally action. Now to your text messages. A phone number for texting, and you can keep and send us your text. A phone number for text is 347-927-8398. Nine two seven eight three nine eight. If you want to be sound on the radio, you can call in seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight, and you can also send us an email abrahameducation at gmail dot com or info at abraham Hello, Rabbi. I'm really benefiting from the WhatsApp parenting chat. Oh, thank you. How do you deal with a nine-years-old boy who is very sensitive when he realizes he did wrong 
because sometimes he acts without thinking, and I am upset. Even before I have a chance to talk to him about it, he shuts down and doesn't want to talk and feels very bad with himself. Thank you. Well, sensitivitation, sensitivity, to be sensitive, it's not so worse. It's actually uh, tells us that you have a a son with a quality. I mean, he is important because if you're sensitive, it means you're sensitive to the others also. If he feels that he is embarrassed by his wrong behavior, this is a ma'ala, this is a good character, this is not hisaron, this is not a bad thing in his personality. In this, in, in this generation, we think that if someone is uh, shy, and if someone he is a sensitive and he shut himself down, this is a lack, this is a chisaron, this is something wrong with him. No, not at all. First of all, I want you to know that the, the Bnei Israel has three uh, 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 signs that you can recognize them. Shem Baishanim, Rachmanim, Vegomlei Chasadim. Chabad says, if you want to recognize Jewish people, you can see they are sensitive, they are shy, and they have mercy on anyone, and they have kindness. They help one another. Um, so, uh, first of all, this is not Chisaron, this is Ma'ala, this is a good thing. First of all. Now, second. Um, if you see, you actually writing here that when he acting wrong and you are upset, even before you have a chance to talk with him about it, he shuts himself down. Well, try to not be upset in front of him. I mean, he's so sensitive. So even if you don't say a word, he, he knows that he was wrong, and he feels very bad with it. So why we should add more pain on his pain. I mean, if you actually notice that he internalized his mistake and he know he knows that he, he was doing wrong, so you got a point. Okay, so we achieved uh, 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 what we wanted because if someone feels embarrassed, so it means for the next time he will try to avoid from that. One more very important comment. If you saw that his misbehavior was something that he can uh, prevent for the next time, you have the duty to guide him. I mean, you have to f- to wait for a while until you see that his uh, bitter feeling actually passed, disappeared. Now, that's the time... Uh, that you can guide him for the next time. Let's say that your child put a plate, uh, uh, put a plate uh, into the sink, and he broke it. Okay. Now you want to prevent it for the next time. In one hand, you want him to keep uh, uh, take uh, take his plate to the sink. It's very important, right? But on the other hand, 
you don't want him to break it again. So when you see that his bitter feeling actually disappeared, now this is the time to guide him, to tell him, you know, you remember yesterday you broke a plate. I'm not angry with you. I also broke a lot of plates when I was young. And also today, here and there, it happens. It's happened to all of us. It's okay. But um, I want you to know that there is a way to prevent it for the next time. And then you can teach him to wipe his hand before he starts. Uh, so, so the plate would not, you know, slip out. And how is the way to hold the plate? And how to put it in the sink on the angle he has to put it? That's it. Now you give him a guidance. You do it one day after the incident, and then he has the tools to prevent from it, to avoid from it for the next time. So in one hand, you didn't hurt him because he's so sensitive. In the other hand, you gave him a tool to prevent it for the next time. So many parents, just yelling their children, and that's it. Just giving him the feeling that he is negative personality. That's it. But what have you gained? Nothing. What? Let's say that your child broke a plate, and you yell at him. Don't you can? Don't, don't you cannot be careful for the? Be careful. What are you doing? Okay, you just give him the feeling that he's bad. But what have you gained? This is a total evil. No one allowed to do that by the Torah rules. But if you give him a guidance, you help him, you guide him for the next time, now your child feels safe. Because he has a tool struggling for the next time. It's very, very important. And this issue actually spread all over the day. You can find many, many chances, many, many cases that we're just angry, uh, angry with them, and, and, and not more than that, just giving the feeling that he is a, 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 a negative personality, personality. That's it. So be aware of that. Well, uh, one more question. Um, we received it uh, via our WhatsApp group. Let me to remind you that if you want to join us to our WhatsApp group, just send a WhatsApp to 347 475 5353 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3. um, If a child says, I hate you, mom, do he really understand hate? And to say such a sudden thing, 
after being at, upset at me, how do I deal as a mom? Uh, well, children actually say a lot of uh, bad words because they want to shake us. And they have very, very, very developed uh, educational uh, uh, sense. I mean, they know which things this is a raw nerve in us. And they really know to use it full using. This is very, very useful for them. And they know how to push the buttons. So first of all, stay calm, as we always saying, stay calm. Don't be scared about those uh, cruelly sentences. Don't take it seriously, okay? First of all. Second, uh, uh, the very fact that you ask me uh, this uh, question, it's actually because you really feel guilty. You feel maybe I shouldn't say no. Maybe I have to say something like this or something like this. And you feel be bad with yourself. That's the point. This is the root of the difficult. You have to know that if you got those kids, that means that Hashem gave them to you, and you are the only one, you are the best one who can raise them at the right way. But on the other hand, you always have to be aware to learn more and more. Try to prevent yourself from making mistakes, but not more than that. If you did your best, and despite that, you made, even if you made wrong things, you don't have to feel guilty, because you did your best, you used the brain and the wisdom that Hashem gave to you, and Hashem also gave to you those certain kids, that's it, you don't need more than that, don't feel guilty, and because you feel guilty, they use the sentence of, I hating you, because he knows he pushed the buttons. So don't let him, don't let him um, uh, to push the buttons. And that's it. Well, um, let's see uh, if we have uh, more questions. Um, let me to remind you, text messages you can send us via 347. Nine two seven eight three nine eight three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Uh, now let's take uh, one more question. How to deal with a three years old kid when parents go away for a week? Um, well. To go out of the house, actually, I think it's also depended by the parents' feelings. If you feel, and basically, if you feel guilty that you have to leave him, if you want and even if you don't, you actually express this feeling to your child and you really feel that you made something 
wrong for him. You make an evil thing to him. Because he feels that you feel that you did something bad to him. So first of all, basically, if you decided to go for a week, don't feel bad with it. I'm not getting into the the the, 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 the specific uh, um, uh, question if we have to leave him for a week because you didn't ask me. You just put uh, a fact that you are going to be out for a week. So my advice, do not feel so bad with that. Just feel um, that you uh, do... Uh, uh, you do what you have to do, and that's it. So don't feel guilty. Uh, and Bezat Hashem, I hope you wouldn't uh, express uh, that you're doing something wrong. So the kids just, you know, they they accept it, just like an an obvious obvious thing. Okay, that's the way parents go up. So they allow to do that. They don't have to ask me, but it depends in your uh, personal feeling. You have to convince yourself, I'm the manager of the house, I made the, the, the decisions here, and when we decide to do that, that's it. Um, well, one more question. Hi, Rabbi, how are you? Thank you, fine. I have a question about a boy who is going to be three years old and very active child. When I try to feed him, he runs around while he has food in his mouth. What do you suggest I do? Thank you. First of all, I suggest to you to stop running after him because if you want to make a jogging, you can do it in the morning uh, on Coney Island, but not uh, around your table. What I mean to say is don't running after your child to eat something. The total opposite you have to do, and you actually pull me back to the answer that I owe to the grandmom that asked how to dealing with a kid that it all, he's, he doesn't stop from eating. I told, I told her, you know what? For the next time, instead of take his plate, or instead of lock up all the cabinets in the kitchen, just open them all, and when he takes something to eat, give him four more four things like it. Give him many, many, many things to eat. Give him the old cabinet. As long as you try to prevent him, you actually bracing his desire. Because anything that someone just trying to taking from me automatically my desire getting stronger and stronger if he wants to eat a snack give him five snacks if he wants a candy give him ten candies and even you might force him to eat them all so she told me but he's gonna throw it out of his stomach I said excellent I want him to experience the bad results of extra eating. I want him to feeling nobody is left here. You can take whatever you want. You have.
hot besalo, you remember that? You have a bread in your basket. Nobody make it prohibited. Because you start with that, and you start watching him and supervising the amount of what he's pouring to his plate, as much as you keeping and you watching him, you're actually bracing, and you make it harder and harder, his desire. Now, he wants it more and more, because if you want to take it from me, it means there is something special on it. And as long as he feels that there is something special on it, there's not any chance to get out of it. You're total opposite. Bring him more and more and more. He eat and throw, he eat and throw. Then he start to balance his eating. And then to your question. You don't have to running after him. Use the total opposite. Don't even offer him to eat something. But he's going to be hungry. So what? If he wants to eat, he will come. He will ask for eating something. But on the other hand, don't let him to eat any candies at all. When he says, I'm hungry, okay, there is food here. No, I want a candy. Maybe when you finish your food. But don't running after him. This is a wrong mistake. You have to do the total opposite. Set a table only for you, the parent. Put a nice plate with the things that actually may be stimulating your child. And don't even look at him. Don't even think to offer him something. Then you will see the game will be opposite. Now he is running after you. Mommy, I want to eat something. No, not now. Now I'm eating me. Uh, please, don't interrupt me right now. I want to eat. But mommy, what about me? I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, after an hour or maybe, maybe in 30 minutes I have time to give you something. No, 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 mommy, I want. When you take the job of ignoring him, he will take the job of running after you. As long as you took the job to running after him, he took the job to running out of you. One more text message. Let me to remind you our phone number for texting is 347-927-8398. Dear Robbie, I have a seven-year-old twin girls and one of them is very jealous of her twin, and I don't know what to do, so she don't have those feelings. Well, it's very general um, question. Of course, my answer will be also general. Uh, and uh, and, and uh, obviously... I don't know how useful will be my answer for you, but in a general lines, because I can't actually uh, give you a specific answer because it may cause by many, many reasons. So I don't know what is the reasons, but in general line, you have to remember, I have, I hope you already know it, the famous example of chairs, if you remember that. I'm talking about them many, many times. If 
I have five chairs in my house. The first chair is a wooden chair, and the second is a chair of glasses, and the third is a couch, and the fourth is a royal a chair. So, in the mashal, in the example, there is a jealous between of those chairs. Why? Because each one of them is proud of himself, of itself. Look, people worth me because of my beauty, because of my comfortableness, because of my, I don't know, whatever. Okay? So, because they all fourth are chairs, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, because they, the all four are chairs, that's why there is jealous among them. But if I had a chair and a table and a window and a clock, there's no jealous. There's no jealous among of them. You know why? Because the chair wouldn't say to the table, "Look." People worse to sit on me and not on you. So I'm better than you. <laughs> You're not better than me. You are a chair, and I'm a table, and I'm a window, and I'm a clock. We are total different things. There is no any jealous between us, because each one of us has his unique. The same things in our children. You have to take these uh, twins. And try to close your eyes and to define what is the special unique of my first twin and what is the special unique of the second one. Then always repeatedly say and express your appreciations for their unique. In, in another words, try to separate them. I mean to define them, to define them from the beginning, to redefine them, you are a chair, and you are a table. You, Ruti, my dear Ruti, you have the goodest heart in this house. No one can compare with you. But the second one say, but mommy, what about me? You... Oh, whoa, whoa, you are the most clean person in this house. You're so special, you're so organized. Hey, mommy, but what about me? Hey, you have the goodest heart in this house. I mean, you are a chair, you have your unique, and you are a table, you have your unique. Then, when they start to internalize this fact, there will be no any jealous among of them. I hope so. Well, uh, I think uh, one more text. Uh, you know what? Let me to remind you. Our phone number for texting, 347-927-8398. Uh, 347-927-8398. Now we're going to a very short musical break. We arrange the rest of your question, and you can keep and send us uh, your questions, we have a few spots, and Rezat Hashem will be right back with you. Stay with us to have a ton of that.
my dear listeners, we're here back with you, and we're approaching to the last question. Right after that, I will give you my phone number, my uh, personal phone number, so you can call me uh, for free consultation every night between 10 through 12 midnight Israel time. Well, the last question is, thank you for your shows. Um, you see, I grew up not in a normal, calm, happy home. Uh, but now I'm a mother of several kids, and do, and no matter how much I try, I can't seem to not get angry with my kids when they do kid stuff. Um, well, look, uh, it's not so simple, and uh, I know that uh, it's very common effect that when uh, we ourselves. Uh, grew up in unhealthy uh, house, it might influence uh, our behavior. But in the other hand, it's we can use our uh, past to just repair the next generation because we have more sensitivity for uh, those situations that we actually had an experience of that. So try to look at it in another angle that maybe you can use your past for the future of your children. Uh, I know this is a short answer, but uh, this is the maximum I can give you, you know, through a radio show. Well, my dear listeners, uh, we have a special gift for you if you want a special chapter uh, dealing with raising children from my new booklet for free. Just go on my website, Abraham dash partylife.com slash eng for the English website. Sign up and you get it in your mail or try to WhatsApp me 972 582 If you want to call me every night between 10 through 12 midnight Israel time or right after this radio show, my personal phone number is 917-809-4944. I apologize for those who we didn't have the time to give them the answer. Without the show on the next show, I really enjoy to be with you. Thank you for listening. Keep listening to J-Rich Radio and be much Be'ezat Hashem. Bye-bye.